Hello, everybody. Um, Rabbi Friedman here with Parshas Kisavo. Thanks to the Chaim Shronoff putting me back to work over here. Hope this comes out good. There's an incredible message in this week's Parshas Parshas Kisavo that I can't, I just can't help but give over. You know, I heard it from Rabbi Waiwai, but it's just, it's, it's so fundamental, I just have to say it over. Um, stories like this. This week's Parshas Parshas Kisavo, so there's the beginning of the Parsha talks about a process called Vidu Meiser. Now, Vidu Meiser was a process by which a person brought Bikurim to the base of Midash. He brought all his, his first fruits and in the basket, and he makes a declaration. He has to make a declaration. He has to make a speech. In the speech, he says like this. He says, and this is called Vidu Meiser. Admit, confess that you gave your Meisers. We'll talk about that lesson in a minute, but I just want to explain the process. He brings all his first fruits and he says, he says like this, <coughs> I did, I get rid of all the, the. there was a tithing process, state, and you, have to, you can't keep all the fruits for yourselves, you can't keep all your pronouns for yourself, you have to give tzedakah, right? So there's a process in the Bikurim, you have to give to the Kohen, you have to give to the Levi, to the Ger, to the Yosem, Valmana. he says, I did everything, I did everything I was supposed to do, I did not, I was not over in any of your mitzvahs. I did not forget anything, and I did not eat it when I was tummy. A whole list of things he didn't, he, he was supposed to do and that he did. And then he says, I listened to the voice of my God. I did everything I was supposed to do, everything. Now we say, now he says, Please look down from your holy abode, from the sky. Bless the Jewish people, the land that you gave us. That you promised to give a forefathers a land flowing with milk and honey. So the obvious question is, how does it sound like a confession? Imagine, you know, your the husband comes home from work one day and says to his wife, "Listen, tonight at ten o'clock, I have a confession to make." And his wife's thinking to herself, "Finally, after thirty years, he finally is is going to do tshuva for all these the bad things he's done. I can't believe it. Finally, all the things he's held for me, all the things, the secrets, all the the the." the all the ways he's mistreated me, he's finally going to come clean, I can't wait. Comes 10 o'clock, he comes, sits down with his wife, he says to his wife, listen honey, I've been thinking about a lot of things, and I want to tell you, that I think I've really been the best husband in the world, I've provided for you food and shelter, I've given you vacations, I've bought you food, I've done everything a, person, a husband could possibly want, I think actually I've been the best husband you could have possibly ever had, and I just want to tell you that, that I've done everything 100% correctly all these years, and I want to know if you can please make me a steak dinner tomorrow night. So you think like, that's a confession? What are you talking about? But that's exactly what happens in, in this week's parsha. This is called Vive Meister, and he's, well, he's not saying anything bad that he's done. He's just he's saying that he's done anything correctly. So how do we understand this? So he says an incredible yisod over here. We're getting ready for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. This is the time of tshuva, a time of confession, especially Yom Kippur. So what's going on? So Rabbi Wawi, he explained like this. He says this incredible message over here. In order to confess any wrongdoings, there's an assumption that you have to understand beforehand. You have to, not an assumption, you have to understand something very clear. You are a wonderful, holy piece of divine consciousness. You are pure. Now, once you understand that, now we can say that there's something to be clean because you might have, you, you've made some mistakes. The example given is, let's say I visit my mechanic one day and he's underneath the car and he's got on his overalls he's got plenty of different oil stains grease stains everything you could think of under the sun is on his overalls and then he goes to eat lunch and some some ketchup or some mayonnaise falls on uh, mustard falls on his overalls you think he's going to care he doesn't care at all because it's filthy from top to bottom he knows that 
But let's say the same mechanic gets up, gets dressed as night, go to go to his sister's wedding. He's perfect, makes himself perfectly clean. He's wearing a beautiful light gray suit, and now his son, you know, a little bit of ketchup and French fries on that, you know, right in the front of the suit. He'll go ballistic. <coughs> Why? Because this suit is absolutely clean. How can I possibly be with that stain? And that's exactly the point of 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 vidui. It doesn't start, it doesn't start without knowing and really recognizing how beautiful we are, how precious we are, how clean we are, how pure we are. We're part of divine, we're part of Hashem. Only then can you really, when you really respect yourself and really believe in yourself and appreciate yourself, can you possibly do what's called confession about the sins, which is later on. That's the only way to do it. Actually, there's something a little bit deeper. And that is that when a person does that, and he thinks of himself as being a low life and how he did so much wrong things and now he's going to confess more. And he does that and that's the way he lives his life every Russian Yom Kippur. He can't stand it because he's he's just saying what he really is. He really believes in himself that he's a piece of garbage. He's digging himself into a hole and it's so sad that he's doing that. But some people actually want to do that because in a way it's a certain defense mechanism, a certain coping mechanism because that way they don't have to they don't have to do the work that's necessary because I'm anyway a shmata. So I'm a shmata, I'm a shmata, I'm a shmata, and, and they basically just stay in that hole. And they just deal with the fact and just acknowledge the fact that they're a shmata, and that's it. But this way is more enlightening, but also there's a lot more work involved if you think about it because if I am a really holy soul and really piece of divine consciousness, then how can I be doing that bad activity that I did? How can I be saying, how can I... Mr. Holy, how can I say that Lashonara? How can I look where I shouldn't look? How can I do those things? I can't. I'm perfectly clean. I gotta get rid of that right away. I gotta clean myself. I gotta clean myself. That suit has to be absolutely clean. So when we when we go to Rosh Hashanah and we pray for it now with Parshat Yisrael and we think about ourselves, about how beautiful we are, how Nishamas are so pure, no matter what we did. There's a famous psychologist, I forget his name. He said, We're not human doings, we're human beings. We can't think of ourselves as things that we have done. That doesn't define our character. It doesn't define what we've done. It makes us dirty, but it doesn't define who we are. We are human beings. We are human pieces of Hashem's infinite light. And that's who we really, really are. We might have gotten dirty, and therefore we have to clean ourselves. But it doesn't start without knowing how clean we are, how beautiful we are. So without belaboring the point, I just think this is a beautiful and powerful message to really in, in, inculcate into, our, into ourselves, into our psyches. And that has to pre- precede any form of introspection and is binding us in, in our actions to correct our ways. And it has to be the bottom. It has to be the first step. We can't skip this step because that would be a terrible disservice to ourselves and our Creator. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a great preparation for Shoshana.